0: This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and
1: marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. (laughs) Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large, big gulp drink. And you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite visit Seven Eleven valid through 1725 725 711 has the right to end this promotion early plus tax applicable on large big gulp only Participating in u.s stores only see app for full terms all rights reserved this podcast is scheduled for 10 questions fighting out of new york standing at 5 feet 11 inches tall And wearing the red, white, and blue trunks, presenting Kyle Gwen.
2: Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, everybody, for listening and for watching. This is 10 Questions, and this is a good one. If you have never heard the show before, we have exactly what we promised, which is 10 questions for each contestant. The trivia based, if they get it right, they get a point they get it wrong, they get nothing. And in the wake of them answering that question, we find out what does this have to do with their fascinating, brilliant life? And we have a gem today for our contestant. Before we get to him, I want to give a little context for what this gentleman is up against. Let's take a look back at our prior contestants and some of their scores so we can set the scene for the legend who's coming on today. Take a listen. I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I got 6 out of 10. I'm
0: Tyler Matthew, and I got a 6 out of 10. Hi, I'm Paul Rudd, and I got a 7 out of 10. Hey, I'm Kirk Cousins, and I got a 5 out of 10. That's the scoreboard.
2: What will this dude do to it? Give me my guest intro music, because just about every Friday for the past decade, 12, 15 years of my life after a hard work week, I pour myself a giant Bombay Sapphire Martini. I turn on the TV and I watch this dude work and it takes me to my happy place. I think he is the American treasure. I think he is the American dream. I have so much love for him and so should you because just this year alone, he has raised millions and millions of dollars for the Restaurant Employee Relief Fund to help out some of the hardest working, real deal men and women in America. Ladies and gentlemen, Guy Fietti welcome to 10 questions, brother.
0: I don't know what you've got me into, but as <laughs> soon as Buffer is doing the intro for you, and as soon as I hear that Aaron Rodgers only got six out of ten, and I know he's smart, I'm just trying to figure out how to get out of this. Yes, honey, I'll be right there. Uh the tub's overflowing. I gotta go. See you, bud. Hey, right, good luck. Sounds awesome.
2: <laughs> you what are in the octagon. You're in the octagon. Roger's got six. Rudd got seven. You're going to get something. Are you ready to roll?
0: Are you into no, this? Well, wait a second. Here's the deal, bro. Here's the deal. You texted me the other day and said, hey, I'm doing this thing. where you come on? And I, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Let's go. You didn't tell me it was goddamn contest. And you, and you didn't even tell me what the topic matter is. I don't know shit. Okay? I don't know. I don't even know where I was yesterday. I'm in the middle of shooting diners, driving the dives, takeout there on my patio yep. with my kid. And we got crushed today because the food was out of our minds delicious. And now you're saying that I'm going to have to sit here and think?
2: Yes. You're killing me, Smalls. Ten questions. If there's a question I ask you where you're like, dude, KB, I have no idea what you're talking about. You can ask for the coin toss. Then I'll give you uh, two choices, A or B. It's very simple. You only get that once in the ten questions. Other than that, you're on your own.
0: You ready? Did I show you the glove? They sent me these broken gloves. No. The other day? Yeah. They, all the <laughs> fingers are missing. It was the only oh, thing.
2: That's great. Guy, you're the first contestant who's showing me your score before you start. A one out of ten right and there. Listen, number
0: if, I get, hey, listen, me, if I get one, I'll be happy.
2: Question number one for Guy Fietti. Your category is travel. Travel a lot. Your first question, Guy. What major American city is actually the 50th windiest city in the United States.
0: The 50th windiest? Yes.
2: It turns out this city is ranked the 50th windiest city in the United States.
0: So there's the first windiest? Yes. And this is the 50th windiest?
2: If you were to rank all the wind activities in the major American cities... So this is the
0: least... This, this, is, is, the least the, this is the 50.
2: State. It turns out it's crazy that this city would be ranked this low. Well, can't be
0: anywhere on the coast because all those coasts are going to be windy. And then you got to think across the across the Bible Belt. Yeah. It's got to be. Uh, it's got to be windy, and then you get the mountains, and it's windy over there in the mountains. Um, yep. Maine's on the water. Um, least windy? You got to think ironically
2: here too, guys. Sometimes nicknames get handed out for things well, that they don't I, deserve. I, I, it's funny because
0: knowing that you're going at this, I'm thinking something close to the lakes, but then that would make it windy. And windy city if you're trying to go towards to go towards Illinois. I'll take Illinois. Well, guy, the or city. Pennsylvania. Give me the city
2: in Illinois.
0: Oh, the city in Illinois. Yeah. Oh, it's windy city or windy state?
2: City, my friend. Yeah, city.
0: Oh, my gosh,
2: Guy. City. Well,
0: they don't call Chicago the windy city because it's windy. They call it because of something with a lot of the talking and so forth. I'll take
2: Chicago. Guy Fieri says that Chicago is actually the 50th windiest city in the United I'm States. Saying,
0: I'm not saying shit. I'm is he that, right? That, that's what my guess is.
2: He's right. Yeah. <laughs> guy, you already got a one. Oh, my me. gosh. So I, much work. I, I don't like your show, KB. I'm oh, no, no. You're going to love it. Let me tell you why. I'll tell you why. You're one for one. And I'm going to ask you, I'm asking you about <laughs> Chicago because I heard you say that you think that Chicago is the best food city in America. I'm, that's my hometown. Is that true? You feel yeah. that way?
0: Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's funny because, and I, why do they call it the Windy City? Is it something to do with all the talking and politics? It has to do the, with
2: the politics and the national conventions back 80 years ago okay, and all the okay. rhetoric and was, politicians. That's what I
0: was told. You're right. Um, and it surprises me being so close to the lake. Yeah. Because um, I've been there when I've seen some gale force and some heavy... Uh, you know winds coming off of that so fortunately I was so keen to the observation of it. yes um no it really is you know Chicago is a big little city you got a lot of a uh, lot of different uh, cultures there a lot of different influence ethnic influence yep and I just think it's so easy to get around and you get great Mexican food you get I mean just it's dynamite great Italian food so um yeah that's a
2: good call Guy, let's put our heads together. You, your business is food. I work in football. What do we think right now, 2020, is the best city that has the best combination of food and professional football? It it can't be Chicago because the Bears are a little middling right now. Um, Let me throw some out. What about the Saints? The Saints are really good. New Orleans food. Do we think they're the one seed? New Orleans?
0: I'll tell you. Didn't we hang out at the Super Bowl? Yeah. in, in, in New Orleans, we hung out in Miami and, and yeah. Miami and mm-hmm. Miami. Um, I'll tell you, I think, I think that that would be a good, I'd give Miami a good, well, I don't know, maybe Tampa, Tampa. I definitely think has a little, has a little juice this year, Okay, slightly, but it's a really good food city, St. Petersburg, Tampa, Clearwater, all that area in there. Uh, You got a lot of people, a lot of, you know, whenever you have a lot of people coming from a lot of different backgrounds, you're going to find a lot of different styles of food and also the availability of food, which then leads to the opportunity of making great food. Um, So I would say, but I would say on the overall for the average person, just to really get a handle, I would give it to, uh, I'd say give it to New Orleans.
2: I hate to put down a a Trump card on you because I know you love your Raiders. The combination of food and football in Kansas city is tough, dude. The the burnt ends and Mahomes.
0: And no no question about that. I went and shot with, uh, with Coach Andy Reed. We went and yeah. had a D together, which was hysterical. Oh, my I had God. I called Gruden. I did call John, yeah. a good buddy of mine. I called him to get permission that that was okay, that uh, I wasn't <laughs> stepping out of bounds because we were in the offseason. Yeah. And Coach Reed is hysterical, by the way. And we went and did a sandwich joint at this butcher shop that was just off the hook. And I'll give it Kansas City is a lot more than just barbecue, by the way. There's a real Good melting pot of people. But I got to give it to to my Raiders. You know that. They are in the entertainment capital of the world now in Las Vegas. And I think that they have one of the greatest conductors uh, of the big band, you know, the big game that's coming and and with being with Gruden. And uh, we're going to have our time. I'm telling you, we've been waiting long enough. It's been been sad. You know, it's been a tough time. But, you know, Silver and Black, man, we're coming back.
2: We're coming back and we'll get to a lot more silver and black in a little bit. First, we want to talk some red, white, and blue. We moved to question two. Guy Fieri is one for one. A lot of guys missed the opener, buddy. You're ahead no, of pace I, already. I can't
0: say that it was that I was doing that good with it. I mean, fortunately, I have some sense
2: of awareness. All right, question number two. Category is politics, and it's multiple choice, guy. At 24 years old, what job did Abraham Lincoln have? Was it A? He owned a tavern. B, he worked as a barber, or C, he was a bricklayer. Which was it? Well, I'd
0: have to say he's too tall to be a barber. It's a great call. Okay, too tall yep. to be a barber. It is tall. Bricklayer sounds like a good one because if you're that tall, you're able to work up and not have it, but then you'd also have to reach down to, to grapple. Um, A tavern owner seems like it,
2: but I don't know. I'm going to go with bricklayer. Guy says C. Bricklayer, and that is not correct. (laughs) Guy, Abraham Lincoln owned a tavern called Barry and Lincoln, a store and drinking establishment in New Salem, Illinois, which had peach brandy for 18 cents, half pints of gin, for twelve cents, Barry and Lincoln—that was his
0: spot. Where are those? Where are those prices today? Can I ask? <laughs> I don't know. But at I want to know. Was good on my. He wasn't a barber because he was too tall. I don't know. I could have gone either. I should not have. You know what? I always believe in going with your first choice, your first instinct. I said. Uh, I said bricklayer. I just don't think that you've been able to do all of the the deep digging that you need to. And he probably did at some point. Uh, he probably laid bricks.
2: He might have, but he definitely owned a tavern. What would it sound like, Guy, at the beginning of a Triple D segment if you closed the door on your '68 stagecoach and pulled up to Barry and Lincoln to check out a funky joint that they call Barry and Lincoln?
0: On your '68 stagecoach. I like that. <laughs> I like how you slid that right in. I think it would have been awesome. I think it would have been awesome. I would have definitely ripped off some, you know, four score and seven, that kind of intro. Oh, but definitely. That
2: Guy, you've gotten so many honors. You know, you have the, a star on the Walk of Fame. Numerous different awards and accolades. Have you ever gotten the invite to to cook at the White House?
0: I have cooked at the White House. Cooked at the have? White House uh, twice. Three times. Who'd you cook for? Uh, President Obama. So we cooked, uh, brought a bunch of my team with me. Um, brought my son, brought Hunter with me. Hunter was maybe 12 at the time. Uh-huh. Eleven or twelve. I uh, held down a big position. We cooked for the entire White House. We didn't cook just for the president. Yeah. We cooked for everybody. Uh, we came in and wrote the menu, uh, cooked in the West Wing. Um, cooked, it's, if people don't know this, but the kitchen is run by the Navy and just had an awesome time and met amazing people and really learned a lot about how it all works and how hard those folks work to take care of our country. And it was an amazing honor. And I'd go back anytime. What did you make Obama. Uh, I believe gosh, the last menu I remember is we made, uh, authentic Mexican. So we came in and we brought a bunch of stuff in from California. We got to, yeah. you know, of course we have phenomenal produce and all the great ingredients that you need. Sure. Um, and I want to say that we made al pastor. I want to make, I want to say that we made a chote chicken. I, we did a pretty, it was a pretty varied menu, uh, tortilla soup. Um, everybody liked it. I mean, we did, as a matter of fact, I think they told us it was some of the, You know, some of the busiest numbers that they'd ever seen, because this is people from all over the White House that are coming in to eat. And uh, we had a blast. The team was amazing. We worked our butts off, though. I'll tell you that it was it was a long 12 hour run.
2: I believe it. It's a big job. What would what would you if you were asked, what would you cook for President Trump?
0: You know, I don't kind of it's the way we cook around our house is like, what is everybody feeling today? I don't, uh, you know, it'd have to be something, um, he's he's a unique guy and has probably uh, eaten all over the world and probably has pretty high expectations of what the food's going to taste like. Um, But then again, he's an All-American, and I imagine he'd probably really enjoy a fantastic, perfectly made smash burger with homemade fries and onion rings and a, a, uh, you know, chocolate malted uh, milkshake. And, uh, you know. A great piece of uh, a great piece of apple pie and some some bomb homemade vanilla ice cream. You know, I think I think something along those lines. Everything done right, of course, because you know I don't think that people are really thinking to execute the burger exactly right uh, in that that large of a setting. But I think we could go and do that for them.
2: Guy. We we talked about Abraham Lincoln and he used to own a tavern. Humble beginnings. I came across a video that I had never seen before of years ago for you. I want to play the sound for this right now. And for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's going to be a really familiar voice that is missing some of the flavor. And I I, I want to play the sound right now. Take a listen to a throwback in the life of Guy Fieri. You're
0: such a smart ass. Boy, these look like they're Flowmasters, but they're not. Don't be fooled with these imitations. The quality's not there. For extreme durability, maximum horsepower and torque, Flowmaster delivers true American built performance. We've got patented technology like no other. It's built into every Flowmaster muffler. Always American made, so you know you've got real American performance. Guy, take me back.
2: Always American made, you've got real American performance. It's barely recognizable. You know, it's you, but you don't have that swagger you have now. How did you get from that to where you are?
0: So I'm a big hot rod junkie. Yeah. I've got 30 cars. I mean, I am. Cars are my, that, that is my, uh, that is my jam. You know, that's kind of, if I, if I could have been a race car driver, if I could have done anything in motorsports, I would have done that. I mean, that's, you gotta have your backup plan. And I had my first hot rod, it was a 71 Chevelle, big block Chevelle, which I still have, it's in the garage. And uh, I was, I had the Flowmaster mufflers, which are made here in the, you know, Northern California in the town of Santa Rosa. And so I got to know these folks at Flowmaster, small little company, but real. I mean, just the, at the time, the muffler to have on your car. And so I would take my hot rod, take my Chevelle over there, and these guys would throw it on the dyno. And they, when they were testing new mufflers, they would say, Hey, we got some new mufflers. You want to try them on your car? I'm like, God, oh, totally want to try them on my car. Yeah. We put them on the car. We'd judge the horsepower. It was awesome. I mean, it was as a chef, and I think I had two restaurants at the time that's like 15, 18 years ago. And it was such a cool thing. And they said, Hey, would you do a commercial for us on like the power channel or something? I'm like, "Me?" like, well, yeah, you're the most enthusiastic guy we know about, you know, that, you know, loves what we do. Would you do it? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I don't care. And the guy, David Featherston, who's still a really good friend of mine, who was the uh, director of marketing at the time, I said, man, I don't know that I should be doing this. Well, ironically enough, and this is a very, I I don't think anybody knows this. Um, after I did that, there was a channel that was making all these motorsport television shows, and they were doing all these car builds and so forth. And after they saw that commercial, they flew me back out to Nashville, and we had a big meeting about me having a car show. And that was way before the Food Network. And What we couldn't really come to an agreement on was exactly how it would work and how I could leave the restaurants. Because that's my first love. You know, food is my, that's my jam. That's what I do the best. And uh, so it didn't, it didn't pan out. And then ironically enough, like four or five years later, the Food Network opportunity came along and, and here we are. That's but so uh, cool. that's funny. Uh, of course you would dig that up,
2: dude. Oh, we haven't even scratched the surface yet, Fieri. We got all kinds of stuff for you. Question number three, guy, you're one for two. You still have the coin toss in your back pocket. Your category for question number three is baseball. What? Is the Major League Baseball record for the most triples hit by a single player in one game? Triples are tough. I don't watch, I gotta be honest, I don't watch a lot
0: of baseball. I love it. I think it's uh I think they're amazing athletes. Um and I love going to a good Giants game, or a good A's game here yep. in, in Northern California. But I would have to say, I mean, what's the most somebody can get to bat? Five times in a game? So if they got to bat five times a game, they hit a triple every single... I'd give them five times. Guy says five. Five triples
2: in a game. Is he right? He is not right. Guy, the, the record is three triples in one game. It's been done dozens of times. Ernie Banks, Roberto Clemente, Joe DiMaggio, to name a few. Why do I bring this up? Because triple, obviously triple D, has a lot to do with you. Just Am today, Guy... To
0: read into every question that you're giving me?
2: Now you're getting it, buddy. Now you see the Matrix. Every question I'm sorry, I may, into. maybe
0: a few of the episodes prior to this, uh, this uh, hoodway, this, this shenanigans. Oh, my wife I just walked my point I mean you suck. <laughs> Thank you, Laurie. Nothing, like nothing like some home court advantage. <laughs> oh my gosh. look shit up on their phone while they were asking me? <laughs>
2: Oh, God. All right, so that's perfect guy. Cause I was watching the Fieri family watch party where you and Laurie and the boys sat down and watched the first episode of triple D. Right. Um, you know, Brady, Tom Brady's still playing football well into his forties. You know, Vince Carter played, I think 22 seasons, the NBA, you've done over 1200 restaurants, guy, another city, another sandwich, oh, another oh, rack so, of ribs. Sorry.
0: Kyle got his information wrong. He's zero for one. It's over 1,400. So we're going to have to give you a zero for one for today, Kyle. I bomb. Play me the wrong
2: sound effect. Play me the Kyle got it wrong sound effect, please. It was over. Oh, Kyle, you suck. And guess what, guy? My wife, Brooke, just walked by and told me that I sucked. What do you know? Thank you, honey. All right. The question, guy, how the hell do you walk into another city, another restaurant 1,400 times and still do it?
0: Is this a question for the competition? Just, no, it's a follow-up. a follow-up. This is just a follow-up. It's not for points.
2: I just want to get into your head. Follow-up I just want
0: to hear it. points. there should be some goddamn extra credit in this. <laughs> um, you know what it is? Uh, I'll tell you what it is. And it's so, it's very similar to what you guys do um, on the morning show. Yeah. Is when you shine the light on somebody, you can change the whole profile of what people see of them. Yeah, you know, I got these mom and pop restaurants all over the country that everybody in their little community knows about them, or most people do, or they think they do. And then we come in and we shine the light on them and we can really change. Uh, the, they've driven by the place the last 15 years, never stopped in there. Yep. Oh, they don't like that kind of food or they don't like that shopping mall or they don't like the place, but they thought they didn't. So having the opportunity to shine the, the light on my brothers and sisters in the restaurant business is an honor. You know, it really is an honor and, uh, uh, and times are tough, especially after this pandemic and all the, you know, situations that we're facing and not being able to dine indoors and so forth and so on. It's great. It's great. we try to do them as often as we can. And right now while we're not able to actually go to the restaurants and do them, we're doing the show uh triple D takeout where the restaurants send us the ingredients in the house and Hunter and I cooked them Yeah, and shine awareness that these folks are doing delivery and mail order. So, uh, you know, no, it's challenging. I mean, it's tough to be away from home and it's tough to do this for 13 plus years. Yeah. But um, knowing the impact that it makes on others is is what's important.
2: It's part of the reason I watch it every week. It's, it's an unbelievably uplifting show. It's very positive. There's escapism in a time now where every TV is saying why this sucks and we're undercutting everybody. It's very positive. However, Guy, there's a whole cottage industry online of Triple D fans who have their ideas and their theories about trying to discern when you don't actually like something as much as you might let on. And I don't give a shit about their theories because I've watched way more shows than them. I have my own. I want to bounce some off of you right now. I think there's a thing that you do when you bite the sandwich, do the fist pound and say nice job, brother, where nice job brother sort of means all right what's next we got to move on it's a little bit like patting the kid on the head any truth to that
0: you want to get your music ready (laughs) okay your wife standing over at the side of the door (laughs) there she is (laughs) well she can tell you you suck because you got that
1: wrong
2: (laughs) all right hold on let me go for double jeopardy this one i swear by guy don't
0: you dare deny this one all right,
2: here's what here's I, I know I, you don't I, like but, something.
0: You know, on Triple D, we don't keep score and do this to people, but I right. really enjoy that we're going back and forth with this. This Bali is amazing. Please right. continue. Can I get a beer? Please give Guy a beer.
2: You're the first guy to turn the table on me, but I know I'm going to get this one right. Okay, I know you don't love the food. When any time after the bite, I'm all over your shit on this one. Any time after the bite, the first thing you say is about the texture. Like, I will watch when somebody gives you a pork sandwich and, dude, they have cooked this pork for 300 hours at 85 degrees and put every spice in the world on it. And you take a bite and you say, wow, yeah, the onion really gives it a nice crunch. I love the crispiness of the lettuce. They're done. You did not like it, right or wrong.
0: Well, I, I, you do have some credence there. There is some position on that, but it's yes. the one thing you will not see. So again, I don't want to play your music and I don't want your wife to throw a cream pie at you. <laughs> if I don't like it, you don't see it. Okay. So let's be very clear about that. There's no bullshit. I mean, if I don't like it, you're not going to see it. That's not, that's not going to happen. And there are a variety of things that I have not liked and that have not made the show. Um, there have also been times and when we've had the dish and I've told them, okay, the dish is the dish is okay, but let's do this, this, and this, and this is how you can make the dish and it would actually really work. Um, And I don't have any problem saying that to my fellow chefs and being honest, I'm not going to blow smoke because what I'm not going to have is I'm not going to have you guys watch it and then go to the place and say, well, guy said this burger was off the hook and the burger's there. Now don't get me wrong. Cooks change, ownership changes, people have bad days. I'm not guaranteeing anything, folks. And I'm not guaranteeing the whole menu either. You know, I had a lady just tear me a new one one time at this event. She said, "I went to this place and it was terrible." And the, I said, "What you have, man?" She said, "I had the blueberry pancakes." I said, "I didn't try the blueberry pancakes." She (laughs) goes, "No, no, you didn't. You tried the burger. Now it was delicious, but the blueberry pan... I said, "What's going on here?"
1: You
0: know, I like Corvettes. It doesn't mean I love every car that Chevy makes. I mean, kind of, you know, give me a break.
2: Come on, Gladys. All right. Guy, you're one for three. I think I'm 0 for five in the game that you're playing back at me. But this is a great category. I I know I was very excited about this question when I made it. Your category is name the movie. All I'm going to do is play you a clip from a movie. I want you to listen closely. And all you have to do is say what the movie is. Name this movie, Guy Fieri, play the clip.
1: What I do is I, I just try to take my hat and I turn it around. And it's like a switch that goes on. And when the switch goes on, over I the feel top. Like another person, I feel. I don't know. I feel like a
0: like a truck. Like a machine. It's gotta be it, it, when he turns the hat, that's
2: gotta be sly and over the top. Guy says over the top. Damn right
0: it's over the top. Here we go. Touchdown! Oh, I but I've never heard the movie. No, it's over the top. That's when he does the yes. he does the thing. He turns around. He arm wrestles for the custody of his child. You got he it right. Sly and by the way, sly's the best the best whole family daughter's wife the house the housekeeper the whole team awesome people had the coolest dude ever you want a childhood hero to be that guy Mm -hmm. he's that guy
2: i love hearing that because i grew up watching stallone movies including over the top and cobra and all the ones even the people the ones that thinks those movies are crap i love those movies but i picked that one guy for a couple reasons over the top you're a lot of stuff about you and your style is considered over the top your look is considered over the top. I want the origin story like they do for superheroes. Guy, when was, how old were you the first time that you dyed your hair?
0: In years or maturity. Either, metric system, whatever you like. I don't know how old I was, 20 something, late twenties. And it wasn't, it was just kind of a dare between the girl that cut my hair, Christina, awesome. And she had worked in one of my restaurants and she cut my hair. And for, for years, she'd give me a hard time about my hair. Really? She'd say, hey, you know, you gotta cut your hair. You get long hair, mullet, but she goes, just you gotta cut your hair. On wow. and on and on. It went on forever. Finally, one day, I, she'd give me a uh, hard enough time by and I right, go get, cut it. I said, do it, everyone. I, I was kind of in that mood. She cut and she, it. And she dyed it? We get done. Yeah. She goes, okay. And I go, okay. Are you going to wash the shampoo out? She goes, <laughs> no, that's your hair color. <laughs> and that was it. And you haven't had it dark since then. I had to go to work that night at the restaurant, at my restaurant. And we had service. You know, at 5 o'clock, we were dinner time, baby. So I put on this ball cap, and I got it down over my head, and it's just like this. <laughs> but all that blonde's peeking out, and I come walking in, and the whole crew goes, you know, they kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. gave a double take, and it was fine. And and, and I, sometimes it was blonde, sometimes it was black, sometimes it was purple, black. You know, it was all kinds yeah. of bounce around. And I went and did Food Network Star when I first got on the Food Network, and it was blonde. And uh, I won that that show. Yeah. And um, I remember one of the executives walking up to me and said, "Better get used to that blonde hair." Really? Oh my gosh! Because now, guy, I, I, mean, think, now I don't even think it's blonde anymore. It's great. I mean, this is, I, I don't even know where the, the black and the blonde and the, you know, it's, it, I'm done.
2: Because it is iconic. I mean, it's it's like when Selick shaved his mustache, I was so disappointed. Or like if Cindy Crawford would remove his, her mole, like that's the thing. Do you? It must be though, it must be a pain in the ass in the upkeep. Because you do the hair, you do the goatee. When do you it's think you're ever going to say, ass. screw it? No, screw they, it, I'm done. I'm he's done. He's a dying. pain in the ass.
0: If you let him be a pain in the ass. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of gets to the point where it's... Brown and gray and blonde and bleached and some, and then it's not, then I've gone all summer. and Then we have COVID. and yeah. I really don't, I, I don't pay too much attention to it. Whenever it happens, it happens. You'll see it on Triple D. You see it all different levels.
2: Sure. Would you ever, guy, if you ever did a thing where you were at home for a while, you weren't on TV and you decided to let your hair go to its natural color and shave and you did a public appearance with that and in like a three-piece custom suit, like people would freak out. It would, it would totally spin their heads online. Would you ever do something like that? Or this is your look till death.
0: I don't give a shit. I mean, it's not, I'm not so married to you. We, we went and had some movie talks down in, uh, in Hollywood and, uh, and we're down there talking to people and they said, so, you know, you just, would you ever, I don't, I don't tomorrow. I don't care. I'll shave it. You know, let's, let's go. So it'll, it'll happen. I listen. If it. If it I can't let anything define me. I, that's not the way it works and so that's what people see you know and people expect when you got tattoos and you know big gold necklace and bleach hair and stuff you must be just a raging you know something or another and i think there's enough times where people are surprised to find out that you could you can judge a book by its cover kind of thing yeah so it, it is what it is. is it'll be there'll be another there'll be another change some point in time in my life and who knows what it'll be? Maybe it'll be dreadlocks. Maybe it'll be long hair. Maybe surf. Maybe ponytail. Maybe shaved head. Who knows? Maybe I'll wear. A, I'll like, be there for KV. it. Maybe I'll do the KB. Who knows? Wavy.
2: You do me, and I'll do you. Just give me the, the thumb rings and the Italian horn. I'll try to pull it off, brother. Do You want to do that? Um, Let's
0: get the bleach kit, and uh, I'll, I'll call up the. Uh, I'll call up and I'll get it done.
2: Well, as you know, I would do anything to be on Triple D. I would also do anything for you to get the next question. It's two out. You're two out of four. We we'll go to question number five, guy. Your category is the New Testament. You're Guy's killing one. me. <laughs> no, you got the over the top question. You're doing fine. In the Gospel of Matthew.
0: <laughs> that, I'm sorry, Sylvester Stallone in the New Testament. I can't see. There's really just absolutely nothing in between. Of course. <laughs>
2: that's what this show is we go out of bounds on this now here we go I'm gonna make
0: sure the next time I see you you're gonna
2: get pushed down All right, and bleach my hair after you push me down in the gospel of Matthew Judas betrayed Jesus for what amount of money I think you know this and if you don't you still have the coin toss you can use
0: I don't know five bucks
2: is that your final answer? Five American dollars that Judas was paid to betray I don't Jesus. I know that there Christ
0: was five American dollars back in the day. What else is a buck? Five something. Five, you know. I'm, I'm going with five. So I don't know. How, I don't know what the what the currency was. At the time. Okay. I can barely keep up with the Bitcoin game. So, um, but I, I think it's got to. I mean, in five. Five of something is not five coins. Five gold chips. Five, five
2: something. No. It, when it's pieces of a precious metal. Five pieces of one of the okay, precious well, metal. there you go. Five pieces of precious metal. There you go. And it's a beautiful answer. The Guy says five pieces of precious metal. Okay,
0: kill
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of money to protect myself from Guy because the real answer that Judas betrayed Jesus for was 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver. Now, here's the connective tissue, Guy. Pretend like this is what holds those baby back ribs together. The question in you... Uh, silver. It r- makes me think of silver and black and your beloved Raiders. You are a Vegas guy to the core. UNLV Hang graduate. Second.
0: Hang on a second. Get yes. You want to kill you? Go on. How? Who in the? Who knew that? That is the most obscure question. How would?
1: How you don't know, have never heard thirty that? pieces
0: of silver? No, I've never heard anything about that in my whole life. Did you I go was to Sunday school? Kid. Raised in Northern California. You read the Bible or the New Testament read the old testament.
2: Guy, do you want to hear what the alt question was? Let's see if you would have gotten this one. What was the name of the Lone Ranger's horse?
0: Silver.
2: See, that was the hard, that was the easier question. Sorry, I chose the, the, the Bible ones. I'm sorry, dude. I, I, want, I know that I respect for you. I respect your intellect. I thought you would have known 30 pieces of silver. Do you want to talk about the Raiders? I want to talk
0: about, I want to talk about you losing my number. Ah, oh, no. We call okay. the rest of your guys. I'm going to call. I know who's the man I want to talk to.
2: Guy, so, do you like the concept of the Las Vegas Raiders? It feels like Jack and Coke together. It's a great combo. What do you think?
0: It, listen, it's the best that we were going to get. It's heartbreaking to lose them as Oakland. They're okay. the Oakland Raiders. Uh, they weren't the Los Angeles Raiders. Yep. They weren't the, they, and, but the only thing I'll give is this. They weren't getting the stadium in Oakland. That wasn't going to happen. And I know from so many players that play in Oakland, that come to it, they hate playing in it. They hated playing in that stadium. It was old. I mean, it was run down. Terrible. It had been done. I mean, yeah. they, Al did the best he could when he came back from LA. Yep. They, Oakland did the best they could. But it wasn't getting solved, and the situation was deteriorating. And it really was a bummer. But I'm going to tell you, there is no city that I would have been satisfied that they went to. I couldn't say the name
1: mm-hmm.
0: and come up, couldn't take him to Texas, couldn't take him to Utah, couldn't take them to Idaho. I mean, you start putting these through where Oregon, there just was nobody that was going to be able to, when you think of a radar, you know, when you think of that, yep. you have to think of the, how dynamic Las Vegas is and how, Mind blowing Las Vegas is that everybody wanted to be a Raider, yeah. You know, the most notorious in the NFL. So, I think the only place it could be fitting besides Oakland would be Vegas.
2: It's kind of huh. cool that but the Raiders are in Sin really City. True. I think
0: it's gonna be a good fit. Stadium's amazing. Yeah. We have a restaurant there, we have a tailgate restaurant there in the stadium. Um, it's outstanding. And, uh, no, I'm uh, I'm bummed we're not getting to see games mm-hmm. right now, but. They're not going to get to go see him because I was really looking forward to that. But uh, no, you're going to have to take the options that were given. And that being the option, I'm, I'm, pretty, uh, I'm pretty happy.
2: I'm glad to hear it because I love that you're a fan. There's a thing going on with the Raiders right now. I look at them, Guy, if they're this classic old restaurant that's been around for decades and has got all these photos on the wall and great food. Let's call it Shea Raiders. And then down the street around the block, there's this new joint that opens up that's called Mama Mahomes and the food is killer and everybody's going there and the people at Shea Raiders are saying, holy shit, how are we supposed to keep up with that place? What are they going to do about Mama Mahomes being in the same division and that kid playing against you for the next 15 years? He's a maniac.
0: Well, amen to Mama Mahomes. Um, And congratulations on his engagement, by the way. Um, We need... The, the, in the, the industry, the NFL needs more Mahomes, and it's awesome to see Andy Reid finally get, you know, what, what he deserves there as head coach. Um, and I hate that it's in my division, but sure is good football. And I think what the Chiefs will always have to deal with is they'll never get to be a Raider. Raiders are always going to be the Raiders. Um, Steelers are always going to be Steelers. There's certain yeah. iconic teams sure. that you just never get to be that. You don't get to be the Steel Curtain, the Terrible Town. You don't get them. You know, there's just a few of them. So, the Yeah. There's only a few of them. But I think out of all of them, the mo- like, as I say it again, the most notorious are the Raiders. And um, look at the players. You know, I've got a whole set of collector cards back there with uh, Tatum. And you know you look at all these players that have been, you know, and you think about it. And uh, I think that's, I think things come and go in the industry, yeah. and I think there's the ones that always stay true. And so we'll just stay true to who we are. Commitment to excellence.
2: Just win, baby. Uh, just win,
0: baby. You
2: respect Mahomes, however, as the mayor of Flavortown, What is your take? that Patrick Mahomes puts ketchup on his steaks.
0: The funny thing about me and food is as long as you're not taking a great piece of food and and, um, doing something ridiculous to it, Mm -hmm. but it's what you enjoy. So let's, let's just say, for instance, um, taking that great steak and grinding it up into a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Not all steak can be ground. You can't take a flaming yawn and grind it into a hamburger. I'll use that as an example. That, okay. that I'm not a fan of. But quite honestly, if it's your food and it's your choice and it's your palate and that's what you like, do what you want. You know, I don't. I people were impressing their opinion on other people about what they do and what they like, or they like and they don't like manners, they like man's like dressing, they don't like ranch like I don't. That's not my game. I'm not into that shit. I, I don't. I, I don't hold any. There's too many other things to focus on and then worry about what somebody's putting on their food. He likes ketchup on a steak. Amen. You know, hopefully he's good ketchup. Hopefully it's a good steak. Hopefully he cooked steak correctly. Those are the things I'm more, you know, I'd have more of a concern if he overcooked the steak and cooked it medium well. That yes. I have a problem. With, you don't cook steak, medium well.
2: God bless you. I love it. Let's go speed round. We're in question six of 10. Guy, you're two out of five, but you're going to pick it up. This is you really great, dude.
0: I appreciate the two out of five. I mean, my buddy Aaron Rodgers is four- it's six out of ten. I'm two out of
2: five. This is it's how you finish, Fietti, Your category is chain restaurants for question number six. What restaurant chain has the most locations in the world, with over forty-one thousand? And you still have the coin toss. I think it would say Subway. He says Subway. Is he right? He's right. Subway has the most at over forty one thousand. Guy, when you go to a restaurant, not a Subway or anything, just, you,
0: I, there's no, there's no. Where did you pull that one out? I mean, do you understand that everybody would say McDonald's?
2: McDonald's is number two. Starbucks I is number
0: three. Is. I, 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 I listen. You give me restaurant stats. I got a little bit of a chance at this. You don't give me this. Say you give me this. The Bible stats. You're killing me.
2: When you walk into a restaurant, guy with friends or family, just a restaurant in any town in America, it must be nuts. Do they go crazy when you walk in? The owner, the chefs, and everything. What is that like for you?
0: I don't eat out a lot, honestly, uh, because I love to cook. You know, that's how I got into this whole yes. hot mess is cooking. So, in which it drives my wife nuts because she doesn't go with me to Triple D. The kids don't go to Triple D. So uh, we don't go out much. Um, but when I do, and like, I went out to a great little Japanese restaurant here in our town. that we live in in Windsor and went to Ume and, uh, owned by a really nice lady. Great. We'd done a little piece for her on the internet during the, uh, COVID and when everybody was closed about how you, you take out food. And she came over and said hello. And it's awesome. You know, I love being an ambassador of the industry and, and helping my, my brothers and sisters in the business and, uh, and shining the light on them. So the fact that it makes them happy and they are, you know, eager to say thank you or come over and just say hello. It's, I'm, yes, we're, we're all see when you play the kind of music that we play, you know, when that's what your jam is, um, you're just happy to talk to people about it and share it with them and engage with them. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's cool. You know, it's a cool thing. It's, um, I never course. thought it would be at this level. Yeah. You know, oh. I mean, I appreciate going to restaurants and learning and seeing and, uh, uh, understanding and you know it's kind of like sharing music yeah um i don't know I, I don't know how to play any music by the way but um it's in that same to me in that same feeling i learned stuff every single day from people about food i was just doing triple d takeout at a pizza joint a barbecue joint a burger joint and a, you know in a, a southern uh, you know atlanta joint and yeah, I just learned something from every single one of them today. I love so it. so that's that's probably the most fun about it
2: you said about sharing music let's go to question number seven we're going to share some music right now guy this is called finish this lyric we're going to play for you a song it's going to stop on a dime the singer is going to stop mid-line and you have to say what the next lyric is of the song i'm going to play something i think you've heard before he'll stop on. you pick it up get ready finish this lyric guy fieri hey
0: now you're an all-star get your game Only shooting stars. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. They're gonna kill me. Smash mouth.
2: I'm gonna accept it. You're gonna accept it. Stars, stars
0: break the mo. We'll I have take to call it. Harwell. I'll call Steve. Tell no, I didn't get the whole thing right.
2: <laughs> Only shooting stars is fine. Guy, quick myth-busting on Guy Fietti. You are now and always have been the lead singer of the band Smash Mouth.
0: So I, that's what I was just joking about. So Steve Harwell, who is the lead singer of Smash Mouth, is a good buddy of mine. And I knew Steve way before I was ever on TV, when I was just had yeah. my one restaurant. And uh, Steve played a concert up here in, our, in Northern California. And my buddy was a big radio station guy, blah, blah. Next thing I know, it's me, Steve, and the band hanging out in the back, and we're talking. And everybody in the band thinks it's real funny to say that Steve and I look alike. <laughs> and uh, he was the coolest dude. We had the best hang, and that was it. Fast forward 10 years later, and now I'm on TV, and I'm doing Triple B, yeah. and we run into each other at a party or something. And we go to the thing, and he's like, didn't I hang out with you at one of my shows back? He goes, I love Triple D, man. I love it. He goes, Why didn't you tell me that? You-? I said, I didn't do it then. <laughs> and uh, long story short, we've been uh, good friends since then. He's been on Triple D with me, yeah. and uh, it's a real character. And that's why I said, If there's anybody that's going to kick my ass for not knowing the end of that, it would be him. But I think I have to have a couple beverages and kind of get into it, get into the feet. But yes, I am the lead singer of Smashville.
2: Oh, beautiful. I knew it. There you are, Internet. He finally confirms he is the lead singer of Smash Mouth. I don't know if he's also in the Insane Clown Posse, but he
0: is in Smash Mouth. Well, you don't know that I'm not Insane Clown Posse, and that we have to just keep because you can't tell. Back, fact, you know, it's, there's certain things that aren't revealed. We'll if you've private. never seen us play in the same venue...
2: ICP, Triple D, there's some sort of secret conspiracy there.
0: ICP, ICP, Triple D. Triple D. There's a rhyme. There's a song in
2: there. <laughs> Guy, you're four for seven. You're picking up. And this category is multiple choice. Your category for question number eight is cinema. I love cinema. No, cinema. Cinema. Oh. Not like Altoids. Cinema. The movies. What massive international movie star had his first role in a 1970 softcore porn movie called The Party at Kitty and Studs? Was it A, Sylvester Stallone, B, John Travolta, or C, Bruce Willis? Who was in The Party at Kitty and Studs?
0: Well, I know a little bit about Stallone, so I'm going to say I don't think it was him in the 70s doing that. And Travolta... 76 was that was that
2: saturday night fever 78 sounds right this is 1970
0: and bruce willis i don't i don't know anything about although i think he's awesome he is. total badass yippee-ki-yay motherfucker uh thank you very much for dropping that for me sure. um and if i go with my coin
2: yeah what happens i will eliminate one of the answers and i will leave it to two do you want to go with the coin no two yeah, it's a coin flip. So you get a choice between two choices. So I'll narrow it down to two.
0: Hey, Laura, who do you think was in a soft core porn? Wolfda, <laughs> Simone, or Bruce Willis? You think?
2: <sighs> What'd you say?
0: You sure? You better close your tabs, <laughs> guy. She's going to sell me out. She said somebody that I didn't think it was. And she said, hey, like, are you sure? Because. No, I'm not sure. I'm not going to say that there. He's my buddy. What do you think? Um, She's my my wife's Super smart. She's super smart. Uh, uh, She says, uh, she says Stallone. I'll go Stallone.
2: Lori says Stallone. I say she's right.
0: She's absolutely right. (laughs) She's she's (laughs) clapping. (laughs) Really? Yeah, she said, yay her. Now, Guy, do you want your wife to know who was in the softcore porn movie in the 70s? Is that good? Hey, you know what? I'll tell you something. She's so damn smart. We watched that Shazam the other night. Yeah. Have you ever watched that with Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx crushes it, by the way. We're watching it. I think, honestly, out of the whole thing, I got one. (laughs) I got one answer. She's. I'm like... A, I've never heard the song and B, how the hell did you know who sang it? You know, and then the titles of the song and the whole thing. So, yeah, thanks for the uh, thanks for the phone a friend. Loretta.
2: Awesome job. Um, Guy, I ask about Sly because last time I saw you, we were in Miami. We were at a fight and we were talking off the air that you told me that you had just cooked dinner at Sly's house. Can you please tell the story? I, I want to know everything about that because that's a dream night. That's so cool
0: if you want to think about it as a dream, yeah. you couldn't have it blow up and be as far fetched as it really was. I mean, your, your imagination can't go off as far as this went. I, it's still to this day, probably of all the greatest things that have happened in my career, or people that I've met. And I think you've probably met some that you're like, gosh, I wish you were a lot more excited yeah, yeah. than that. You know, tell me. So I got a call from Jay Glazer you know Jay, he's sure. a good buddy of mine in your game. Yeah. Um, and Jay says, Hey, and I had met Sly previous couple of times. He says, Hey, Sly wants to invite us over to watch the fight, the one that's happening over in Saudi Arabia. And I said, Yeah, totally down. I said, But can I cook something? I don't want to just come over. Can I, you know, it's the fight. I'll maybe me make something. Ah, no, no, let me call. He calls back. He says, No, Sly says he's getting sandwiches. Everything's cool. I said, well, if, it, if you don't think it's going to piss Sly off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some food over. Okay. And I was just finishing up my show, Tournament of Champions, and so he said, okay, yeah. He says, Sly says that's cool, but if you're going to cook, can he bring a couple friends? Or he has a couple friends coming over. I said, fine, wh- whatever Sly, but yes, what, what, what am I saying? Of course. He says, okay. So, okay, so he's going to have some friends over. I said, how many people? He said, 15 people. I said, okay. So I bring over some Wagyu beef, some things I have, you know, uh. Just laying around, some lobster, some prawns, some prosciutto, some pinchetti. Yeah, I brought it over a nice little beautiful sword. Maybe I'm going to make five courses. I don't know. I'm sitting there cooking, getting ready, and I'm cooking in Sly's kitchen, which I'm destroying, by the way. I used every single pot and pan he <laughs> And the guy taps me on the shoulder and he says, "Excuse me, chef." And by the way, Sly's house is out of a movie. Okay, it was during, it was almost before Christmas, and the there were ornaments like you have on a Christmas tree, gigantic ornaments, five feet high, five feet wide, at his front door on the ground, right. you know, just like a gigantic, you know, shiny ornament and gigantic rocking horn. I'm just crazy. Awesome. And Sly greets you at the door like he's known me for my whole life. Chef, come in, come in, chef. Took us Sly took us into his studio, into his office took out the Rocky script. Oh man. The Rocky script. Okay. And started to read pages. (laughs) This is awesome. Okay. I mean like, and I brought one of my buddies. Yeah. I brought my buddy Ariel with me and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I am just trying, and my wife would give me very clear instructions. Don't geek out. Right. Don't lose your shit. Thank you, Sly. This was wonderful. (laughs) I had to go outside like five or six times and fucking lose it. So I'm cooking and there's a guy who taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and he says, Excuse me, chef. And I said, Yes, champ, sugar Ray Leonard, what can I do for you? Oh my God. And he goes, we get a picture. Yeah, we get a picture. Losing my mind? Yeah. So everything's cool. Schwarzenegger's there. And I've known what? Schwarzenegger for a long time. Schwarzenegger's there. Arnold's there? And, and I just seen him at the hotel the day before. And so we have great, always have good banter. Always talking about watches. Who's got a better watch? Okay. He always beats me. So we're all sitting there. And all of a sudden, Sly so says, are you ready? And I said, "Go, oh, Yeah, for what? And he what? goes, well, just hang on. Just be, you're going to be here, right? I said, am not going anywhere? I'm cooking. And he comes walking in with my all-time favorite. Who? Oh. He comes walking in with Al Pacino. Oh, man. Really? And he says, and he does this whole video, he posts it later, and says, the legends are meeting. The legends? The what? <laughs> Al walks in. You gotta see the video. because my, yeah. uh, my kids and my wife laugh at it because they can both tell just how Lost. I mean, just like uh. yeah. Al's nicest guy in the whole world. Sly, nicest guy. Schwartz, nice. We had the best. Sugar Ray could not have been the coolest guy in the world. I mean, they were all amazing. I cooked this dish for Al, sitting there, and I said, "Al, can I get you you want you know?" And I wasn't there to cook. I mean, they're like, "Come on, quit cooking. Watch the fight." I said, "Al," I said, "What do you what do you think?" he did this bowl I made a matrachana guanciale the cheek of the pork really cooked it down nice bucatini had these beautiful San Marzano tomatoes I mean just really did it nice and he looks at the dish looks up and he goes get out of here (laughs) I said thank you very much Al I walked right out the door I walked outside, and my buddy Ariel followed me. I said, did you just see that? He goes, dude. I'm not. And seriously, it still gives me goosebumps. It was a little kid shit, man. Because I've, I've been an Al Pacino fan forever. I'm a godfather of my favorite movies oh, in the world. Heat, Scarface, yeah. favorite movies in the world. Sent the woman, all of them. I mean, the guy is so on point. And I will tell you this, that he owns the room when he's there. And he is just... He is as unbelievable. as cool as you are, and same thing with all of them. So it was a, it was an amazing, uh, it was an amazing time, just yeah, amazing, that is amazing.
2: So time. cool. It's just because uh, he's got a great
0: sauce.
2: Oh my gosh, that is so cool.
0: <laughs> it, that was actually a really good impression. Thank you. But man. he is, uh, he, he just he's just a great guy.
2: I'm so happy for you that you had that guy. All right, question number nine, guy. You've gotten really hot right now. You're five out of eight. Here's your ninth question. The category is social media. According to a recent national study of the most Instagrammed food, pizza was number one. What food was number two showing up the second most on Instagram of all foods? And you do have the coin toss guy.
0: I I think he's got...
2: Beautiful yeah. food. In the back? Is that of? your personal porn? Is that your your loop? Yeah, this is from Sylvester Stallone's 1970s softcore porn movie. It's beautiful. Ah. <laughs> Great host. He's got giant Christmas ornaments. You'd love them. <laughs> you gotta see his I, Believe Christmas me, I go. want to. Um, you know what? I want to see burgers. Guy says burgers are the second most Instagram food. Unfortunately, he is not right. The second most Instagram food is sushi. That according to a poll said, posted on Food Network. Lori that- just said sushi. Okay, we got to do ten questions with Lori because she's going to get ten shit, out of ten. Right? All right, it's sushi the second most. What was third? Third was coffee. The little cups of coffee with the heart that they Where do. In get the-
0: your data because this sounds like bullshit.
2: It's Just a small little company called Food Network. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before, they but know, they're pretty they reputable. Didn't say
0: that. They, <laughs> they, said they posted that the most- it. Instagram- Hold on, I- I'm going to check your facts. Now. No, no, I want to do
2: a fun exercise. It's fantasy draft season. Let's right now do a quick draft back and forth, you and me, of celebrity chefs that you would want to cook with and party with. Back and forth, you pick one, I pick one. Who is your first overall pick? And then I'm going to go.
0: I'll take uh,
2: I'll take Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy. Watch him all the time. He's your number one. He's your Saquon Barkley, your Christian McCaffrey. First one off the board.
0: Mark, Mark Murphy is probably one of the I, I i think doesn't get nearly the recognition he deserves we see him a lot on chop we haven't seen him do his own cooking show but i'm gonna tell you something mark Murphy he comes to my house and and he's a really good friend of mine uh he's the greatest i mean he's probably the biggest gentleman you ever meet in your life great family man and i will tell you something that guy can cook the patio umbrella and make it taste phenomenal oh that's awesome
2: okay that's your number one pick. For my pick, Guy, I'm going to go with Alex Gornashelli. I love Alex. I love her personality. And I love that she makes a lot of really good cocktails. She can get you hammered. Who's your second round pick?
0: Jose Andreas.
2: Oh, that's a beautiful
0: pick. Jose okay. Andreas, not only because he's a phenomenal chef and the level of cooking that he does, his depth of food and his brain and the way it works is, is it's still... Crazy to me. Um, but the humanitarian that he is, and the yeah. man that he is, and the leader of the people that he is, and the way he feeds the world. It's awesome. Uh, you can't beat it.
2: My second round pick, I'm gonna go Robert Irvine. I like his show, and he can throw up 380 on the incline press, but while he whips up a nice Marcella arm. sauce with one arm, maybe with his legs. So I got Gurnashelle and Irvine. Let's do one more round, guy. Your third round pick. Who do you got?
0: It is, sadly enough, but it is really the straight up truth. Who you got? It would be my buddy, Carl Rubez, the Cuban. And okay. we lost him. This is his wristband uh, in, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks will be the one year anniversary of his passing. But he was one of my favorite guys in the entire world. And I'm not saying this because he passed, but he really had a love affair with food that was so phenomenal. And his ability to read the, sh- read the music. When we would talk about food and we would engage with food and we would have this, this, I mean, it was just like Simon and Garfunkel, man. It was just, it was amazing. And I loved talking to him about food. And I never met anybody that loved food more than him. And he really was the, he was amazing. Just amazing guy. So he could cook, oh God, the food he made. Yeah. if mark if mark murphy was cooking the patio umbrella <laughs> carl was making the uh tr- the uh, travertine tile taste like cheesecake i mean it was just i don't know it makes no sense but it was that's how great he was
2: i can tell it means a lot to you and that's a hell of a team guy i'm gonna go Ina garden barefoot contessa i like her i like her style OG. little yeah. naughty i mean real og right
0: well, I got. I'm just going to add to. We rounded out the five. Sure. I'll put my sister, uh, Rachel Ray, another pit bull in the kitchen. A mind like a vault. Okay. Okay. I would do shows with Rachel, and I would step over to go take a break and have a coffee, and Rachel would go to her to her trailer and write recipes for her upcoming 30 minute meal show. I mean, just. Awesome. I mean, like high speed. Yeah. Um, and after that, I would probably take just to round out my top five. No, go for it. Uh, I'd probably take the OG. I'd probably take Emerald. You oh, know, Emerald. he's uh not just out of respect and admiration, but out of just sheer um, enjoyment of food. He's another one of those people that food just pumps. It just pumps through his veins. I mean, he's just, he gets it. He gets it probably deeper and better than most. He's the, he's the, uh, He's like the Elvis of food, you know. This guy was doing it before it was, you know, it was that sexy, and he made so much of what we see in food entertainment now. Food television was because of uh, because of Big E. So that'd be my five.
2: That's a great squad. I feel like Big E was Elvis and like a little Obi Wan, like he still is, just like the Jedi um, guy. You're five out of nine. You can finish right now with a five or a six. It's up to you. Your last question, and we're done. Question number 10 is always an essay question. What do I mean by that? I'm going to give you a take that I know that you have said before, an opinion that you've given that I'm not convinced of. If you take 30 seconds and try to convince me that it's right, I'll give you the point. If I don't feel like your essay is compelling, you get squat. Here is your topic.
1: <laughs>
0: yes? So you didn't inform me, just as a point of consideration, you no. didn't inform me on my last question. But that, that would be my last opportunity to use my coin flip. So, therefore, I would like to rescind my answer. I'd like to go for my coin flip, Bob, and I'd like to I'd like to bet it all on that I can get the, the ninth question correct. Because I think that your your shenanigans here are are, are not holding water, Your Honor. I respect it.
2: So you can
0: it, <laughs> it do not, not say it's overruled. It's do not say it's denied. <laughs> Now, I asked you 50
2: times during this podcast if you want to use the coin toss. You didn't use it.
0: I know, but you didn't tell me I didn't use it on the 10th. I was saving it for my last. I want to get up those Aaron Rodgers numbers. Think but listen, this one.: I'm right. not, you know what? I understand. I see how we play. Okay, I see how we play. This is good. What you let me do is the house let me get yes. 25000 in marker, and I'm looking <laughs> to make the big bet to try to get my money back. You're not going to let me do that, though. No, you're not. Yeah, You see what's going to happen? I saw a casino. Yes. I saw it with Rothman. I saw what happened. I understand. you're going to beat me yeah.
2: with a payphone. <laughs> like like You did what favorite.
0: you, Hillbilly? <laughs> All
2: right, we don't make instant grits around here. We take pride in our grits, Fietti. Yeah. So here we go. The take that you have that I would like you to stand up for is you said earlier this year on the Dan Patrick radio show that the most overrated food is fast food. Make your essay about that and you get the point. See if it can be compelling. Go, guy. Your closing argument, if you will.
0: Well, here's the reason. I have to have the board music in the back. Yes, that's part of what we do here. It's just red shoe diaries. The music in the back is yes. the most overrated food. I, I think that the reason it's overrated is because it gets sensational. It's, it gets shiny pictures. It gets loud, splashy advertisement on TV. And what is a lot of it in the fast food? It's a lot of salt, It's a, and it's a lot of sugar. And it looks a hell of a lot better than it tastes and people are smiling and happy. You don't see somebody sitting down to a good, wholesome prime, uh, New York and a fantastic baked potato and really good collard greens and giving that big pizzazzy smile and having disco music in the back. No, but you do get that when you get into this fast food thing, and I think that it's uh, a lot of bang for a little buck, uh, in terms of that. But I don't think the flavor, I don't think they the uh and, and i don't think the ingredients and i don't think the process and i don't think the overall outcome um i think it's made up in people's mind that it's going to be better than it is
2: it's a really compelling argument guy it does taste really good if you crush an arby's you love, smothered in hey, sauce and listen
0: don't get me wrong potato chips taste oh. really good okay but when you have correctly made potato chips that are the bomb yes and you've made them in your fryer and you slice that potato and you make that that's a real potato chip you don't know where that potato came from and you don't know what process and what chemical was put on it and i tell you something when you start to watch some of the documentaries on yeah. some of the fast food some of the behavior that goes on and how we got there and you look at the amount of sugar and the amount of fat and amount of salt that are in there and don't get me I'm some dietitian. but i think that just the honest, homemade mom and pop food in a restaurant. Give me a burger, fast food. Give me a burger, mom and pop. I will take that burger, mom and pop. And I think it's your end result and your bang for the buck and all things considered, you're you're getting you're at least getting five to one, if not ten to one, on fast food. Passionate,
2: informed, researched guy. I'm giving you the point. Give him the point. Guy Fieri, shut up. <laughs> I, if I didn't give you that point, you were going
0: to jump kick me through the computer. You know, you don't think, <laughs> hey, listen, KB, it's not that you're, I mean, we're, we're friends, but we're, we're going to talk. Oh, I know. Trust me. Guy, you finished the 10
2: questions. Your reward <laughs> is 30 pieces of silver. Unbelievable I job. That, no,
0: screw the pieces <laughs> of silver. I want the horse.
2: You want that word? silver the horse guy last order of business uh what we do at the end of every episode is we do call outs uh one or two people who you think would thrive in this public figures that you think should come on if it's sly if it's arnold if it's someone from sports give me a couple people you think should come on this show and talk to them. to try to camera
0: um listen uh my buddy john gruden i think you know probably more about everything in this world than people know I know how smart you are about football. I know how smart you are about cooking. Gruden, you got to do this. You're the one I put my money on. You can get 10 out of 10. Take KB down.
2: <laughs> Knock on wood if you're with me, man. <laughs> so good. Guy, you got to go. I-, I cannot tell you on a real serious note if somebody has a problem with you, they have a problem with me. I have so much love for you all of the things that you have done for your industry, for this country. I just, I really do think that you're the bomb.com, man. I absolutely love you. Thank you for coming on 10 questions, brother.
0: Well, I got to tell you, Kyle, you, I thought you did a great job in the sports world. just talking talk about football, but you have the energy. You have the enthusiasm. I don't know if you've ever seen the the uh, show. Hot ones. Sure. One of, of course my favorites. Yeah. Like, great interviewer does a fantastic job. And I'm going to put you right up at that mark. And I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this. This is a great show. Um, it sucks, and it's fixed, but it's a great show. And for me never having to do it again, I love it because I'll be looking forward to tuning in to whatever sucker you can get <laughs> to show up so you can harass them. <laughs> and give them obscure questions about the Bible, anything other than that. And I want some stats, and I want some, I want some feedback on where you get your numbers from because you're – you're awesome brother thanks for having me man
2: guy's gonna text me in the middle of the night tonight you didn't tell me i could use the coin toss on question number 10 oh, USO, oh, you, didn't t-
0: it, you don't think that that's coming yeah i'm <laughs> take you out of dinner oh kyle i'll be paying the check um for all 30 of your friends <laughs> yes, yes sir. sir thanks kyle I didn't
2: <laughs> that's guy fieri he's out i think he's the best contestant we've ever had we will see you next time on 10 questions what a legend Ten Questions with Kyle Brandt is a co production by Spotify and The Ringer. The show is produced by Richie Bozek, Jason Gallagher, Noah Malale, and Steve Allman. Our theme song is by Matt Schiltz and Bobby Lord. Additional sound design by Bobby Lord.
1: This episode is brought to you by State Farm.